I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 43, Reflecting on the School Year. Today, we're talking about reflecting on the school year. We're going to take a look back at what we had planned, how those plans went, and just overall what our school year was like and kind of what we're able to take forward with us. Yeah, I love it. It's so important to reflect back, you know, yeah. and and it just helps you plan for the future. And Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But before we do that, let's get some scoop on the coop. All right. So for me, for our family, actually, we have a lost cat. So the reason I bring that up is that it's a learning experience for the kids, and it's a beloved cat that would hug right. them, love them, and they had it right in shopping their little you know doll shopping carts and doll stro- uh, you know strollers down the hall, and and it just went along with it, and it was right. a really great cat to them, and um, it disappeared one day, uh, a week ago. So we just, on um, Sunday night, my husband did a spiritual devotion about it and uh, read from Isaiah. And there's a lot about animals, actually, in the Bible. And Mm -hmm. Isaiah talks about animals being in heaven, which it never even occurred to me that animals would be in heaven, actually. Sure. It talks about how God loves animals, that he is their creator, and, you know, the sparrow and the you know, um, when a, you know, sparrow dies, you know, he knows, you know, and he cares. And so we were able to talk about that. And, um, so, you know, we've put up signs, you know, my daughter made signs on canva.com, our favorite (laughs) graphic design thing. She made signs, you know, we print them out. We drove around the neighborhood. We knocked on neighbor's doors and it's just been a really great learning experience for them to find the good, to know that, that God is in charge and, and he will bring good out of this, sure. you know, in the darkest of times, there's always good. You know, right. I think it was, um, Mr. Rogers that said that, right? Like always look for the good sure. in, in the dark time. It's just a good practice for them to go, you know, no one wants to go through something like that, but it, I, it keeps saying this, but it is good for them to go through stuff like this and prepare their hearts for a, a life of, um, hardship to come. So anyway, so that, that, um, I was really glad that it's become a learning experience and probably in a week I'll share like a photo montage with the kids, you know, trying to hopefully right. help them grieve and not just push it down all the time. Sure. You know, we keep telling them it's okay to cry. We're using it also to tell the other siblings when someone's tantruming, even when I'm like, why are you making such a big deal about this? Right. You know, you know, one of my kids will say, She's actually crying about Choo Choo, the right. cat, you know, right. not about this like frivolous thing. Sure. And so they remind me, I remind them, and it's a really good lesson in um, the social emotional too, right. you know. Right. Just gaining perspective on what someone's going through and yeah. Yeah. And that it impacts other areas of their life without even, that they're just vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's a hard one to follow. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is definitely not a deep one today. So, um, we found some really cool puzzles. 
<laughs> and I'm super obsessed with them because they're not only beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're really unique. They're not the formulaic, you know, rectangular square puzzles where all the pieces kind of look the same. And yeah, you showed this those to me. What are yeah. they called? So um, they're Unidragon is the company, and they're animal puzzles, and they're actually wooden puzzle pieces. Oh, so yeah. it's a wood puzzle, and it's cut out in the shape of the animal. So for instance, if it's the wolf, it's the wolf head. Um, So it's not like a square. Correct. It's not just a square picture of a Mm -hmm. wolf. It's the actual wolf head, and then it's painted in beautiful hues. Um, You know, I think the one that we have is blues and purples Mm. and blacks, and it's just gorgeous. And um, the puzzle pieces, they're cut in these really unique ways, and um, at least a quarter to a third of the pieces are in other animal shapes. That's so cool. So when it's all taken apart, you can see there's a flamingo that's going to fit in there somewhere. And, and you look at this puzzle piece and you think, how on earth am I going to find where that goes? And it's just such a neat creation. And I think my brain just really loves that type of thing. I love puzzles. And this one's not logic, but I love just kind of figuring things out. And so I really enjoyed this type of puzzle. It's not quite as mundane as the other types of puzzles where, oh, if I keep trying each piece, I'll get there eventually. You know, it's very um, methodical. There is somewhere to go. Yeah, how hard is it to do? Like, Um, how did the kids do with it? Oh, Augie can't really right, do any but I of mean, it. like a he, nine-year-old. He had fun sitting there. Um, but my nine-year-old and I, we were able to put together um, each puzzle in about an hour to hour really? and a half. Uh-huh. That's amazing. So it's not very long, which is nice too, because mm-hmm. it is really hard to have a puzzle ongoing for days. You have to set out a whole folding. We did that at Christmas. Right. We did that when we did Beatrix Potter, we set out the the right. Peter Rabbit one and it was out for like a couple weeks and on a folding table and it's not pretty and, right. and then what if a piece falls on the ground so I love that yeah. I love that yeah. it's we even take got too long. Um, a roll-up mat for a traditional puzzle because oh. you can put you can lay the mat out and then once you're ready to clean up if it's not completed you fill up this inflatable cylinder and you roll up the mat with the cylinder so it keeps all the puzzle pieces in place, but you can roll it up and get it off oh, the table. Oh, that's amazing. Is yeah, that something I'll link on that. Amazon? Yes, okay. I'll link that. Uh, because that was amazing for those types of puzzles. Um, but I found we didn't really often want to get them back out. Yeah. And so it's nice to have a puzzle that can be done in under two hours. Um Depending on the size or the animal that you choose, it's definitely harder to do it with that many people because it is a little bit small. Mm. You know, it's not going to be, you know, a two foot by three foot puzzle. Right, right. So it's definitely a little bit smaller. It's maybe 10 inches by eight inches. And Mm so if you have multiple people hovering, that can be a little bit challenging. So I would say it's definitely a good for a two person. But if you have multiple puzzles, yeah, to have multiple people working, it's fantastic. So we you have can even have a competition, right? <laughs> See, like who could put what team could put theirs right. together, and it's just beautiful. And um, I, we actually like to flip ours over. So we do the puzzle um, with all of the painted pieces. Um, right side up and so once you put all the pieces in place you actually can't see the outline of each unique piece shape it's painted so beautifully but if you put another flat surface over the top and you're able to flip it over so it takes two flat surfaces so I've learned now to complete it on a hard surface that can be 
flipped over. And so once you flip it over, you see all the raw wood pieces. Then you can see the outlines of all the animals and how they fit together with the other unique pieces. And it just looks like it's really cool mosaic. That's so cool. Yeah. I want to see that in like a cityscape too. Sure. Really I'm, to I'm guessing there must be other things, but I think Unidragon does, has this real specialty in the animals and okay. there's just dozens and they're just oh, gorgeous. So cool. Now, is that something on Amazon or do you uh -huh. have to go yeah. to your shop? No, there's, okay. yeah, there's Amazon. Okay. We'll link it then in our yeah. show notes. Yeah. I'll share my favorite. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. So getting back to the topic at hand, we're talking about reflecting on the school year. So a lot of us spend time considering what we want to teach throughout each school year. Um, but it's equally as important as planning to be able to sit down and look at what went well and what didn't go as well, what you learned from it, and what you plan to do going forward. So um, I wanted to take this time. I often call it a post-mortem. Yeah. Which is a, a morbid thing to call it, but in business, I think after projects, we would always call it the post-mortem oh, meeting. Yeah. And so we would sit down and talk about what went well and, you know, did we meet expectations and all of these things. And so it's just really important to always reflect. And um, I wanted to do that with you today. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. So first, well, I have and we some should, questions. But we should reference our episode 11. Oh, yeah. Which is planning our year. Yes. That's where we initially lay out what we were going to do this past yes. year. Yeah. So these big questions, I have three big interview style questions to ask about how this year went. Cool. And then I figured we would go kind of item by item, you know, for oh, anything yeah. that we did oh, okay. based on that episode. Okay, so cool. We will come back to that. But I wanted to know what you felt your biggest success of the year was. Okay, so I, I, you asked me this question ahead of time, yes. so I could at least prepare a little yeah, bit. I didn't, I wasn't going to at first, and then I thought that might be hard to put Mandy on such the spot. Well, I, I, I can't think on my toes. <laughs> so, um, okay, so musicals. Oh right, I said we were going to study musicals. Yeah. That totally worked out. Right, that went better than you thought. Oh yeah, and you know I'm going to link that book mm -hmm. in this. Um, show notes because that book totally took us through the kids could flip through that they found what musicals they were interested in awesome. I knew what musicals to show them and um Ruby just referenced one like a couple weeks ago yeah. like when they were picking ukulele songs and right. she's like oh I wanted to do Fiddler on the Roof and I was like oh yeah like she knows Fiddler on the Roof right you know? and it was months and months after we had done Fiddler on the Roof yeah but she still remembered it so I loved that I love that um, she now understands that they, my kids understand that genre and, yeah. and there's so much we didn't cover, but that was a big success. And then, um, I thought Latin was a big success. Oh, good. So I just checked with the spouse and, um, he said they're only four lessons away from finishing the book. Nice. But what makes it a success is not just the fact that they finished the right. first year in a normal time, but because they loved it. Right. And they would ask for the CD to be put on in the car. And then when the new song would come on for like the next lesson, they're like, no, 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 we're not there yet. Yeah. And um, so it was just, I thought that was really cool. I thought yeah. that was a big success. Uh, I have a couple more. Sure. Okay. So math was a big success. We were okay. trying out a new curriculum mm -hmm. based on your recommendation, the math you see. And what was really great about that is my... My youngest will probably be finishing. Now, I am a, a finisher. I do like things right. to be finished. So that's part of the success in my measurement. So while she didn't enjoy it super, <laughs> super much. Right. Super, super a lot. Yeah. But uh, 
but she is getting through it and it's teaching her a certain discipline, you know, teaching her to do things that she may not want to do. And she will be finishing the book this, this year. And then the other two, they're on their second book for the year because they started off probably behind what they knew, but got caught up. And it's just, what's so successful about that is that they can do it without me. Right. And then I can help them when they need it. Yes. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. That freed me up to be able to teach other things. That's and so awesome. that was a success for me. Uh, should I go on? If you'd like to, yes. <laughs> the other thing you had is, a lot of successes, which is well, awesome. The other thing was finding this primary, this indigenous American right. primary source right. book. I am, I am loving it. And so my excitement is shining through probably. Sure. And, and usually when I'm reading it aloud to them, they... One or two will say, yeah, I keep reading. And one or two may say, no, don't. Yeah. But the fact that anyone says keep reading aloud is awesome. Yes. So those are some of the biggest successes. What about That's awesome. you? I really loved that Sophia was able to move into multiplication. So ours is math related as well. Seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I what I wasn't sure how she was going to take math. You know, it's it's a mystery how each of their individual brains work. And so far, math has been pretty easy for her. We had a hiccup at the end of last school year, but I think it was just the stress of COVID and quarantining. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. It took a really heavy toll on her. Mm-hmm. And I actually stopped all of our math because it was like pulling teeth for her. Yeah. And you can. And I, right. And I can, and I knew it wasn't over the skill. It was, she just had a block that she didn't want to do it, which was fine. So we put it off and then she caught up super fast, not even caught up, but she got right back into it. We reviewed real fast and she knew exactly what to do. There was no more struggle. And so she moved on. She finished that book and we moved into multiplication. So for me, that was a big success because I think even though I didn't make it a failure, I mm-hmm. think she felt like not finishing her math book last year was a little bit of a fail. Aww. And maybe not a personal one. I think she attributed it to the COVID year. However, I'm glad that she didn't feel deterred by that. And so we went right into multiplication. It turns out Matthew C. teaching all of those counting by fives, oh, yeah, all those the skip years, counting. Yeah, yeah, all the skip counting. She very naturally understands multiplication, and I'll look at her work, and she's solving things without taking any notes, like multiple step um, word problems now, mm-hmm. and she solves them, and I'm like, I mean, I know how you got it. But how did you get it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I know how to get it. She held on to it in right. her brain. Yeah. And so it's just really neat to see, oh, okay, so this her natural inclination towards math is still kind of carrying forward. So yeah. we'll see how it continues. And I don't know, I don't have expectations set for how she develops that skill, but it was a very good success to move into multiplication and feel like it was seamless and that yeah. she was ready for it. Like, cool. Such a good success. That's, That's why I'm glad the program worked for you. Oh, yeah. It's always hard to recommend something for someone else. Yeah. Well, you don't know. It's so individual. Yeah, it's it worked well for me. It's worked well for the people that I know and love and recommended it to me. But, and when I recommend stuff, I'm like, oh, you have to do this or <laughs> right. you should do this or you right. should... You know, when I'm really like, well, I don't even know. I mean, right. I'm. it worked for us, but... Right. Yeah, no, I'm a heavy caveater. <laughs> like, well, I'm not saying, but yeah. it does work for me. <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay, question two. What was 
something super unexpected that happened in the learning this school year. Okay, Maisie, my six-year-old, loves piano. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not part of this at all. Right. She's not getting lessons at all, but they listen to their Suzuki CD every night as they go to sleep. And so now she's probably six or seven songs in, and and it's multiple... It's different. Each hand's doing something different and they don't always line up perfectly, sure. but she has figured everything out by ear. It's incredible. That's and, so cool. and she loves it. She always wants to play songs for anyone who comes over and yeah. it's really like she's passionate about right. it. And I'm, I'm actually really loving that she has no structure to it. She just does it totally because she wants to. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be getting home and she'll be like, I, I'm first on the piano. I'm like, don't worry, the other kids aren't begging to go to the piano. Right. But she is. So yeah, she has music in her soul. She yeah. does, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would She's see so her funny. shaking her shoulders yeah. to music when she was like six months old, yeah. you know? It's crazy. So yeah, so that was a really unexpected learning moment. Yeah. And it's because she had time in her day mm-hmm. and also because she was around for the learning of the older kids. Right. Another unexpected thing was, like, I already knew my nine-year-old was into computer stuff, but now that she can type, so last year they did their ty- their clever right. typing program, and but now but now that she has access to laptops and Canva, and she's making books, she's writing chapter books, yeah. you know, and then then I was like, oh. It would be cool if they had their own website. Would you guys want your own website where you can showcase what you're doing? Right. You know, and, but it's really cute. She's designed it. She has, you know, different aspects, you know, her books, someone else's videos. They're making videos. She's working with iMovie. And I think, you know, our two girls together, you know, I'm sure inspire each other. Right. Yeah. It's just cool to see. And then Bitsbox, that totally like, she loved designing all the games and so that really cool. flourished and I'm not really part of that. I just help her out every now and then. Right. Yeah. You assist where necessary and yeah. So yeah, so that was really unexpected, the whole diving in deep. And I'm glad that Marcus and I decided to get them the website because yeah. now she's learning that. And I can't there's only so much I can help her. I'm like, you need to have like a special day with Je- Miss right. Jessica. <laughs> and and she can go over how to set up the the template of what sure. the page should look like and things like that. And then I'm just going to say one more thing. They made these Humane Society blankets, right? Right. And then what did they do for the couple weeks after? They totally made more. And then, you know, and then they wanted to make some at our house. So I love that through our Coop group, they learned a little skill and then they didn't exit. They are like, let's make more. And I thought that that was a little unexpected and, and really fun. Yeah, that is really cool. Okay, so mine is actually one that was in my my planning our year episode, and it was studying Greece. Mm-hmm. So in that episode, I listed all the books that we had either bought already or were planning to buy or I'd done the research on. And I cannot tell you how many times she's read the series about each individual um, Olympian god. Oh, that's so cool. Like, they're out all the time. Zeus, I believe, is on the floor in my playroom right now. Oh, fun. What's the name of the series? Um, I'll have to link it because I don't have it up okay. in front of me. But it's um, it's not the reference book. They're individual books. Um, there's a series of 11, I believe, currently out. It's not the oh, Hopeless okay. Heroes. So okay. It's different, which right. I'll talk about that, too. Okay. Um, but um, she really loves these individual. And I believe they're 
uh, graphic novel style. Oh, cool. And so they're just really action-oriented, and they're really fun. Every week, her cousin comes over on Wednesday nights, and I swear, for at least an hour of the night, they're either reading together, and she's reading out loud, or they're each individually reading their own book, and just on repeat, over and over. How fun. Yeah, and so she got really into Greece. We got into Percy Jackson. We got into, she read The Hopeless Heroes, which I know that was a box set at Costco. Mm-hmm. And then there was books outside of the box, and so she ended up getting more of those for Christmas and read through all of those. Don't you love it when the learning is not from a textbook? Yes. I mean, textbook is just a reference book, right. but but when they're actually... You know, like it's like me and the the Indigenous American book, totally. like just like real stories. Yes, it's so fun because we actually learned about Greece two years ago when we started Story of the World, and we were in ancient times, and so she was super interested at that point, and I didn't really know where to go and what to do, and so last year I intentionally made a plan for this school year, and so it's just so neat to see that it was kind of unexpected that it would not only be successful, but something that she would have on repeat all school year. so cool. Yeah. And it actually kind of changed part of my trajectory because she's just there. She's kind of stuck in these Greek mythology places. I mean, who knows? She may go major in classics someday and and minor in veterinary science. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Okay. Last question. What was your favorite moment of the school year? Okay, well, I have a few. Okay. So it's not a favorite. I know, but I can't I can't just do one. Okay, you say one, I will say one, and then you can finish it. Okay. Um, Claude Monet nice. unit study. Because mm-hmm. we did the macaroons, we did the crepes, mm-hmm. um, we did how to paint like an impressionist, we did the trip to Babel Park and sat there with easels and oil paints and did the, you know, it was like how I dream homeschooling would be on a weekly basis. Right. You know, and we did it once and I I had planned to do, I think, four artists, but I did one. Right. But it was like done so thoroughly. I was like, this is a great idea. I could do, you know, and reflecting back and helping you plan for the future. I'm like, actually doing one artist per year, doing like one week of an artist. Right. Like over 10 years. That's 10 different artists they really understand, you yeah. know? And so I, I, it was just really fun, and it was great memory-making and bonding, and and, sure, I, yeah. and it happened the way that, mostly the way that I wanted it to happen. Yeah. You know, and we went to the museum, and the Claude Monet, uh, you know, art was not on display. It was under sure. construction, that area, but we still got to see some Impressionist art, and so it was just everything together. Yeah. It was really cool. That's awesome. Um, my favorite of the school year actually was the donut road trip. Oh yeah. That's on my list too. Oh, nice. Aren't you glad I didn't mention that? Well, that's why I was going to go because yeah. if it wasn't your first one, I had a feeling it'd be on there, but it was just so fun. Uh, you know, it was something you and I did with our kids a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to plan it for our coop group in relationship to our book club, you know, um, theme of the year was just really neat and to have it go so successfully and seamlessly there wasn't a single was wonderful yeah. yeah the only problems were the, the actual donut stores in, no, and the social distancing with our children and, but yeah, yeah. other than that it was such a fun time and 
for having to trail and follow each other to four different locations. It just all went so smoothly. It did. And the and kids all get along. Yeah, yeah, it was just pretty special and unique. And mm-hmm. it was such a great turnout. Yeah. There were six families that went from donut shop to donut shop, mm-hmm. which is a lot when you yeah. add all the kids together. Yeah. And we're all standing in line together. Yeah. And then um, a seventh one showed up for the actual taste testing. Right. So it was just, that was a really great cap on the whole experience too. Yeah, I think so. It was just, it was fun. It was a good learning experience. They got to graph together, you know, those, those big things. And I know we already talked about that, but it it was just such a magical moment. And I'm glad because I poured a lot into Mm -hmm. it. You know, I was up till 2 a.m. that night, like printing packets for everybody. And And you had sticker, you know, the stickers and you had those special pencils. And yeah, it was just really fun. And then you had the little flags for Mm -hmm. one. One, two, three, four. Right, for the taste test, designating each donut. Yeah. Those little details not only bring like interest and, and um, creativity to the kids, but it, it brings joy to the parents, sure. to the moms. Yeah. You know, that's well, it feels really like a fun. full experience. Totally. It's not this just chaotic whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I have two coop events that I'm going to mention okay. besides the donut road trip. Yes. One was the voting booth that you also hosted at the park. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the election. And the voting booth was so cute. You had the balloons and you had the little ballot box. Yeah, that's another one I stayed up really late. Yeah, and then you had a (laughs) 30-minute lesson Mm -hmm. and they learned the difference between um, the popular vote, electoral electoral college. college. Yeah, and and... And the, just the way everything was coded. And then to see other people, since you posted it on our Coop Homeschool mm-hmm. Instagram, and it was on our blog. Yeah, I have with, two different blog posts about it. Yeah, with downloads and everything. Yep. You know, it was really fun to see other people that we've never met getting to use yeah. that and, and getting to have their own election using our materials, the ones that you developed, um, in their own home and their excitement. And they were posting. Yeah. It was just really neat. It was neat. for all around, you know, yeah, and my kids loved it. We, and, and we read like, what is the presidential election? Mm-hmm. We read what, what, or who is the president or what is the president? You yeah. know, we read that trio of who is, who was, what is the constitution, the right. declaration of independence. Okay. So another one of our coop events was when our fellow mom coop friend sang the oh, white, yeah. Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane yep. at our Alice in Wonderland tea party, Mad Hatter tea party. Yep. That was pretty magical. It was. It, it came up in the car yesterday when we drove to the beach and White Rabbit came on the radio. And my husband said, I wish I had been there to see it. I would have loved to see her sing it. Oh, yeah. It was haunting, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And every all the kids were just like dead in their tracks, like yeah. listening, you right. know, and I got the chills. Yeah. Did you get the chills? I don't remember, but I just remember being, I had a smile, like a dorky smile on my face the whole time. Like I was proud of her for singing in front of oh, us, totally. you know? I mean, but I was. Fun to sing in front yeah. of your friends. I mean, to do yeah. something like that in front of your friends, you yeah. know? And But it was good and it was such a great choice because it was at your Mad Hatter tea party for Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And, and she used to so be in a cool. band. She's, yeah. She wins singing competitions. Yeah. And then her dad, who had the biggest smile on his face, mm-hmm. was her... Uh, Accompanying, accompaniment. Right. So that was just a magical moment, I felt yeah, like. It was. It's true. And how often do our kids, other than in like church, get to hear live music? 
from someone they know. Right. You know, it might be at a restaurant or at a yeah. festival, but someone they know. That's really cool. Um, okay. And then another one was when Maisie hit a hundred words on her spelling. Yes. And it didn't, and I loved that it wasn't with me, that it was with her brother who mm-hmm. took her through those 15 words, like pushing her to get to a hundred and they wanted to get to a hundred together. I thought that was really cute. Super awesome. Yeah. And she held up a little sign. And then the other thing was our herbology day. Yeah. Our Harry Potter herbology day. That was really cool. And the stuff we got to make and do, and that was fun. So a lot of uh, favorite moments. Yeah. You you stuck to more of your directions, and I was like, listening well, to everything. See, that's okay. why I wasn't going to prep you was yeah. because I wanted it to be, you know, short and sweet. But what we did is you accomplished a lot of what we're about to do next. Yeah. And that was okay. kind of the being able to take what your plan was. So if you need to go re-listen to episode 11 to know, mm-hmm. or we'll just kind of cite these things. And then how did that work out? Because I think the reality for most homeschool parents is just knowing what happens when yeah. your plan isn't working? And we talked about that last week, even in episode 39 in our over planning. Oh, yeah. We talked about a few of those fails and and how that can derail us for a brief moment. Um, and so overall, this is more of a reflection rather than a, a line by line, but right, just right. In, a, in an overall way. Um, you know, how did your plan versus the reality kind of turn out? Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned a lot of the stuff that we did do, the, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that we didn't do or haven't done yet, because mm-hmm. we still have a few weeks left, yeah. um, is I wanted to also, besides musical, do the decade. So right. I've done Elvis Presley and mm-hmm. I still didn't do it in a, I feel like I did it well, but I didn't do it in a full way that I would have. I wanted to do a fifties party. Right. I wanted Stop to, hop, yeah, do thing, more yeah. about that. Um, and you know now we're on the Beatles, and so they're going to get to see Yellow Submarine and things like that. But I'm I'm still not going to be doing as much because mm-hmm. I I don't necessarily want to keep with this theme, right? So and then we still have Bob Marley and who's Michael Jackson to do sure. So but at least I feel like they're getting exposed, they're hearing the yeah. music, and hopefully we will finish that. But I didn't do it in the way that I wanted to. I wanted right. to start Elvis in January. Right, and your plan whole was month. different. Yeah. yeah, so and to really dive into each time period and other artists of the time. Yeah. But it is cool in the Beatles, um, they're already referencing how two of the Beatles, their favorite singer was Elvis Presley. Oh, funny. So it's yeah. fun that we have already studied Elvis Presley. Yes. So in studying the Beatles, right. they There's really some history can connect there. Yeah. Um, do you want me to keep going? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So another thing we didn't do, we didn't do any of our well-ordered language. None of it. Funny. I just listened to that episode in preparation and yes, you were very excited about it. Yeah. I talked a lot about it. I didn't do anything with that. We still have the last chapter of book 1A to do. And then we have book 1B waiting for us. (laughs) Right. And then I also bought writing and rhetoric partway through the year to do Mm -hmm. and still haven't touched that. Um, and then I also wanted to introduce him to instruments other than the piano and ukulele. Right. I bought a couple of, you know, a couple of different instruments, like the bells and this weird, weird right. one with your thumbs that you use. We haven't touched those. And then I overplanned our theme, the, right. the make a joyful noise into the Lord. I overplanned it. If I was going to do that, then I needed to say, okay, that's the only history we're doing. Right. You know, music based yeah. history. Um, and then we didn't really do a story of the world either. You know, yeah. we did it in the very beginning for like a CD and then um, they never really wanted to listen. Yeah. And then I did mostly who is, who was stuff. And and it did, you know, doing those 
the election books in the Declaration mm-hmm. Constitution, all that, who was Alexander Hamilton. We did all of that in October and November. You know, so we still did history. It just wasn't in the way that I want to do it. In, right. And then now we're doing Indigenous right. Americans. Right. We're not doing it in the way that I want to do it. Exactly. You know? um, and then um, we didn't do much science. We did Kiwi Crates. We did Bits Box. Right. But then I realized they're not actually learning, like, other things. You know, I just bought right. the, the science books. Yeah. So, so you know. And then Waldock Way was going to also be our science. So the Waldock right. Way, Harry Potter... What the kids realized was that was actual school and not just fun Harry Potter themed days. Right. So after they did the <laughs> owl dissection and then they did the rock and mineral study, they were like, wait, this isn't a normal right. Harry Potter day where we eat chocolate frogs, watch the movies, right. play no, some games. Nothing. Yeah, no. This is school. And so so then I only Reamped up myself to do herbology right. recently. And now I'm like, okay, I think I can continue those singular days yeah. into next year because it's not a theme. Yeah, you know, fine. I can do the chemistry one, I can do the magical creatures one. I I you know, I have the books for it. I already bought all the right. enrichment for it. So I, I have it and we can do it. And they're not allowed to watch a Harry Potter movie unless we do one of those. So if they want to watch a Harry Potter movie, then it's like, well, let's move forward then right. with doing the Harry Potter That's stuff. Hilarious. Yeah, so that was also going to be a set. So we didn't, uh, we didn't get to that really yeah. either. And it's all fine, you know. It's all fine. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, so I stuck to our spelling. You see, um, I stuck to our book list. I really did go out to the used bookstore, um, and we got more books that are on the book list. And we did a combination of her just picking them up and reading them. We read some aloud. Our coop group doing a book club this year oh, yeah, helped I loved with that. that. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Um, and then, of course, she just picked up a lot more natural reading choices mm-hmm. along the way. And so that was great, too. So all of that worked out. Matthew C. worked out. I did finish the last book. We started Multiplication, and it's going really well. Um, uh, piano and Dance, that's really easy because I don't have to lead it. You know, yeah, she... Yeah continues her piano lessons she continues her dance lessons um same with ukulele um we did nutcracker um so all of that was really easy the biggest things that that kind of didn't happen were the book editing so I talked a lot about that and not because it just was a natural occurrence and so the book I referenced in episode 11 she um we I sat down with her when she thought she had finished it, and then we did some content editing. So I gave her some tips on some of the content she had and some considerations she might want to take in, and she did. And she actually rewrote it and then added another book to the series. Yeah. And then it's always been an open offer. You tell me when it's ready to go. And she moved on to writing, like, 20 other books, and so she just never circled back. Right. So I think... You know, she's she was eight and a half at that time. You know, she's nine now, and I think she'll know when it's the right book that she wants to pursue, and that's fine. So that editing process didn't happen, and that was okay. Um, story of the world. So we got a little derailed too. Yeah. We um at the planning episode, I had jumped forward into um into not the middle ages whatever comes next early the renaissance or no, it's it's the early u.s history or whatever oh, it is. oh but it's it's still world history so i'm um, it's volume three for those of you who know story of the world volume three 
And we fast forwarded to the American Revolution. Oh, yeah, for mm-hmm. Hamilton. For Hamilton. Yeah. She loved Hamilton. It was awesome. She mm-hmm. had every song memorized. She and her cousins and a couple other friends would reenact the whole show. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I had all these books that I bought, all the Who Is books mm-hmm. about all the historical figures. I had this huge plan to make a timeline and make it exciting. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But after Hamilton, she kind of lost interest because... She was excited to start Story of the World, so we started that disc from the beginning to kind of get back to the post-Elizabethan era and go forward, and so we had just about caught up to the revolution again, and then we started doing read-alouds in the in the car or um, audiobooks. Oh, yeah. And then every well, and time I offer... Well, she was doing the Greek stuff, too. Right. So if we didn't have an audiobook to listen together, she'd end up bringing her headphones and listen mm-hmm. to her own, which obviously I could ask her not to and do Story of the World, but I also figured, ah, I really want her to learn this stuff, and so I don't want it to be passive. If she's not super interested anymore, we'll save it because there's other more meaningful times to plug it in. Yeah. So that was a big change. Um, I already talked about how the Greek myths did go well, and so we actually just kind of got stuck in there, like a lot of our social science. And that's the gift of homeschooling. Exactly. The, the deeper dives. Yeah. And then in episode 39, the homeschool fail over planning, I tell you all about how the science um, thing we were going to do didn't really work out. She was going to create her own animal reference book and, um, we started it. And then in the fail episode, I talk about how I probably should have been more prepared for that and had everything kind of ready to go for her. But I had more higher or I had higher hopes that she and I could have put it together at the same time. But between having a toddler and not enough focused time to do it it just didn't happen and I didn't prioritize it and then I think once she realized what pre-work needed to go into it it wasn't as exciting for her either so that didn't happen but that hasn't stopped her from researching animals and doing her own kind of unique approach to learning about animals yeah so that's fine um I think that was it yeah with the with the pre-planning that's what I feel like also affected me with the Harry Potter days too. Other than having my feeling deflated when they realized it was school and not, if you want to call it school, you know, but I was doing it on a Saturday. So Marcus could be there and they're like, wait, you could be doing this on a school day. And I was like, no, but we're just in costumes and I have, you know, birdie bots and I have, you know, daddies involved and we're, you know, doing these wonderful things together. But I think then the intimidation of organizing a theme day was so, um, was bigger. Right. Because now there was less motivation. Right. So it just wasn't worth my time anymore. Right. And, and you've done a lot so of many of the yeah. Harry Potter ones. So to make it a unique experience was becoming more complicated if they didn't like Want the, the educational learning. part. Yeah. Oh, and then going back to something that I also didn't do was for theme days. So last year at this time, I was doing a theme day like every week. Right. Um, And then my goal was for the kids to each design their own theme theme day. And then I was going to try and do a theme day too. So we did do Maisie's right. theme day, which was candy day. And I can't, it was months ago. I can't even remember. You talked about it I, at some point and it was yeah. super awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we did that. And then um, I know my son wants to do, he said a Minecraft day, but I recommended it be a video game day. Sure. And I took it upon myself to order, what is Nintendo? Oh, fun. 
So I thought that would be like yeah. the educational component. And then through that, if I pre-look at that, I can recommend some things to him right. to consider including in his theme day. Sure. So I, my hope is still that the kids do their theme day. Yeah. And um, because they've talked about wanting to do it, and I put it on their little planner that we never did for them right. to plan their theme day. And then I think my daughter wants to do an animal theme day. So right. I think those could still happen. And I want to do a yeah. piggy and elephant theme day. Right. And that could still happen too. I still have all the supplies and yeah. everything for that. So um, so so that was in addition yeah. that was one of the things I mentioned on the um, episode of theme days. And that was right. one of the things that they filled out in their uh, yeah. questionnaire. Yeah. So we have a questionnaire on our blog that kids can fill out saying what they want to study and learn. And what I regret is I did not look back at that on a regular basis. Right. I did not look back to make sure that I utilized the information that they gave me. And right. it does change sure. as Just they get like older and their interests change. Yeah. But it, like, I could have checked in with them. Do you still want to do this? Do you still want to do that? Because yeah. I want to make sure we make that happen. Totally. And I didn't do that enough. So yeah. at all. I didn't do that at all. Yeah. One addition um, we ended up including in our school year that I hadn't anticipated was... Um, the gathered round unit studies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I talk about that a lot more in unit or in unit in the unit studies podcast, which is episode twenty nine. Um, and so I picked up this twenty lesson human body study that I had no thought of back in the beginning right, of the school yeah. year. So I mean, that's a nice. And there's thing. your science right there. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a really nice thing, and it's one that's really important to me as a dance educator and someone who works really hard on trying to teach my kids about proper nutrition and all of this stuff is knowing your body is, is so important to help you with that yeah. journey. Um, and so, um, it ended up being a really great thing for us and we've just been taking it at our own pace and it's yeah. been great. Yeah. And it can continue into the exactly. summer. Uh, we year. should be done with it. I think we've got four more lessons left. So really, yeah. oh my goodness. So you will be done. Yeah. So we should be done with it. We even, so now we have a nice routine where we pre-watch the Operation videos. Ouch. Yeah. We pre-watch Operation Ouch for the next lesson after we complete the previous lesson oh, uh, workbook pages. To know what you're looking mm -hmm. forward to? or yeah. yeah. To know what we're looking forward to. And then I think that that's actually a better way for her brain to hear what I'm talking about oh, in the has, lesson reading. She has something to reference. Right, because it's pretty dense reading. And so I think doing it, the reading first and then watching the operation ouch, not as much was familiar because those were big words. That's true. She wasn't no, seeing it. Point. It wasn't exciting. And so, yeah, so when I pass it on to you, yeah. um, that'll be that's good how, for you That's to what do. I yeah. need to do. So, you know, for instance... The lesson in the workbook she completed today was, uh, and that we read, was about the inner ear. Oh, or yeah. not the inner ear, the hearing. It was about the ear. And then um, after we completed that, we watched the endocrine, endocrine system oh, okay, videos yeah. on Operation Ouch. Because in the next lesson, we'll discuss the endocrine system. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, that's a good flow that we kind of found, and it was sort of accidental, and it's great. Doesn't it make you so happy when, or make, it makes me so happy when I know my kids actually know something yeah. that is valuable for their whole life. Totally. You know, not just like in the moment yeah. or because it was fun. Like in Alpel, it's fun, but right. 
unless unless she's really going to be into birds. Right. It's not going to mention that fact randomly yeah. at the dinner table. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love it when they learn a skill or they learn like about their body. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. Anything else you want to share on reflecting your gear? Reflecting back. Um, no, I just, what I love about it is that it does start to ignite what you want to do for the next year. Definitely. And then hearing each other, hearing other people reflect back helps you also plan for your next year because you can totally. hear things that they did, what worked and didn't work. And then you can be like, oh, I'm going to learn from that too. You know, the, yeah. the wise people learn from other people's mistakes. Yes. You know, smart people learn from their own, but wise people learn from others. Exactly. And, and so I, I think in a good homeschool com- community, that's what we're doing. We're learning totally. from each other's mistakes so yeah. we can grow from that too. Yeah. So next week's episode, episode 44, we're going to be discussing how we're planning our next school year. So it's a little bit early for some of us. But I think in general, just reflecting on how this school year goes, like you said, we have a great idea of what we want to do going forward, or at least some really strong goals and outlines for what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of us get prepared now because in the summertime, that summer goes by fast, man. And then all of a sudden, if you didn't order your stuff, you're not going to get it. Well, yeah. And I also think, you know, you need time to kind of mull over and think about things. And summer's a great time to do that. Right. In the past, I used to be given, you know, a day or two by myself to just really look at everything I ordered right. and start really understanding how the book is laid out, what I want to do with it. And and I think it would be actually really nice to get a full weekend or a three-day weekend with my stuff, right? either at my house or with a friend, yeah. and just dive in. dive in and get to know it. So then... When I hear an interest they have, it's like, oh, I, I actually have something on that that I got. Or, right. you know, I would bring all my picture books with me. Right. You know, and see, oh, and that was another yeah. thing. Like, I started using the picture books to to rabbit hole, even with my direction. Right. But, but be like, oh, you know, we read Elmer, which was a patchwork um, elephant. We started doing a quilt. Well, we didn't finish the quilt because they lost interest. But it's there. Hopefully, we'll pick it back up again this next year. But it's cool, even what a small little per- picture book can send right. you now. But down. But if I had, like, looked at all the picture books and had planned them out in right, like, purposeful times instead of arbitrarily being like, oh, we'll do this one this this day. I could have had a really cool course of study based right. on picture books. Right. Because as something came up or as you studied it in a different subject, you know, knowing what craft or what activity you had to go along with the picture book, yeah, it, it all could, could have all been go together. Yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. There's yeah. a lot of that. And so we'll talk more about that um, in the next episode, but it's important for us to get this all out as a part of the processing for knowing how to plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. So should we right. go to our question? Yeah. Let's move on. So we have our segment, uh, the Coop Q&A. <laughs> we still don't know what we're going to call it. I thought we said the Coop was yeah. cute. Coop Q&A. Coop Q&A. That's it. You're right. Sorry. That's just me. No, I don't know. Okay, so question of the day is free resources to teach letter recognition. Hmm. So I know you have some feelings on this. So Well, I'm not really into letter recognition right. so much. I'm I'm into sound recognition. Right. So when you see the the letter, instead of saying it's an A, you would say a a a. Right. And when you see a a D, you would say, oh, there's a d. Right. 
And so then there's no extra step in knowing the sound when reading that you don't have to say, oh, it's a D, so it says D. You would literally see the D and say D. Right. But that's still a, a way of recognizing letters, sure, right? It's totally. just recognizing just it different. by the sound instead right. of the name. And right. only the vowels go by their names when they're in sounds. Right. And that's just one of their sounds. You know, mm-hmm. most vowels have two or three sounds. So, yeah. Um, anyways, that is kind of my feeling on that. Right. But I know there, uh, it's, it, it's helpful to know the name now because I'll be like, no, it's a C and not a K. Right. That right. makes the K sound. Right. It's not well, a K. It's just the it's whole just idea that commonly, you know, they're going to need to know the letter names eventually anyway. Right. But for reading and for best practices, if they learned the sounds and that was the focus when they see a letter, that would lend itself to being able to, to read and write and spell a lot faster and a lot easier for their brain. So developmentally, yeah. that would be better. But at the same time, it's not like they're never going to know the names of their letters. I, know, I mean, they and they if they watch any show, any right. child show, Anything. like whether it's uh, the Disney Junior right. shows or whatever, they're going to see the the letter names. So I don't have to work hard at that. Right, and it's going to come up anyway. I mean, you'd have to be a very disciplined person to not. Oh yeah, you, use the letter you, name. You it's would just have so to ingrained in us. Tell the the grandparents not to do the ABCs with them. Right. You know, I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to be, yeah. you know, a stickler about that. Yeah. So um, obviously, there's the Sesame Streets of the world. You know, they do their letter a day and all of that. Um, Super Y was a, a fun one, um, and you'd get multiple letters in in each show. There's Letter Factory, the the whole Scout, you know, learning um, series, and that one's pretty fun, but it's boring, and that's really not my style of teaching, but those are out there for people who need those. And then, I mean, there's a bajillion printable, free everythings out there, so Mm -hmm. if you're a worksheet kind of person... There's those if you want them to see it or if you want them to even practice writing. If you're talking about someone who's slightly older, if you're talking about a five-year-old, although I don't necessarily... They usually know their uh, letters by then, but... Often. So it really depends on the age of the child. I presume this is talking about preschoolers, Mm -hmm. you know. I have found for both of my kids that it just came up organically. Yeah. My daughter would always want to point to signs and ask me what letter that was. I don't... I, I can't even tell you how she knew what a letter was. Right. But at some point, it came up that she knew what it was, and so she'd ask me, what's that letter? And what did these letters together spell? And yeah. so I was just constantly pointing things out. And then in our music class, one semester we sang the ABCs the regular way, oh, yeah. and then the second semester we sang it in the letter sounds. So we would sing the whole thing, A, B, K, D, F, G. So there's... Music to be found. Go to mm-hmm. Spotify. Go somewhere to YouTube. Look for songs. That's a great way to learn, mm-hmm. especially a music video song that has the letters on there if that's your thing. But that's going to help with recognition and memorization if that's your goal. Oh, other free resources. Mm-hmm. So on TPT, Teacher Pay Teachers, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. in order to upload something to sell, you actually have you also have to upload something free. Sure. I think there's a lot of free resources out there for any grade level, actually. Uh Uh, But the one-sheeters are usually the free free stuff. And so if you need the information, I'm not saying put a worksheet in front of your three-year-old or your four-year-old, but if you need something to go off of, I bet you could find some free resources on teacher-paid teachers to equip you so that you can organically 
uh, give them right. help and enrichment. Yeah, there's a ton of ideas on Pinterest if you like that more visual realm. For people who want to do more of the sensory bin type of things, you can do the sand letter drawing. Oh, yeah. You know, well, so, we did we did right. that with our Spell to Write and Read. Mm-hmm. You, they, you know, you put... No, it was in our preschool Your curriculum, preschool. homegrown yeah. um, preschooler. You put the paint... You fill up a Ziploc bag of paint, a big one, and you tape it to the table. And then as they do their fingers, you know, you don't fill it up, but you have enough there where... But they can push it around. They can push it around, and they that's when they learn their cursive, actually. So for us, it was cursive. They never lift up their finger. Right. And they can do the ah, a, ah, and then they would say ah, a, ah, Mm -hmm. as they move their finger. And that's just paint and a Ziploc. Totally. You just have to know all the sounds, you know, or at least one sound. Right. So there's a lot of um, free resources on Pinterest that will guide you through different versions of that, whether you like the paint or if you want the sand or depending on the needs of your child, there's all kinds of Shaving cream. Totally. Or whipped so, cream. We should do whipped cream. Ooh, they can eat whipped that. Whipped cream is yeah. nice. Yeah. The so, multi-sensory yeah. experience. Right. I yeah. think um, my three-year-old, we talk a lot about it in our preschool episode, but my little guy, he loved the magnets and we happened to have letter magnets mm. because my daughter and I used to like writing messages to each other and so he would just he'd take them and he'd ask because he'd be around for school all the time so he wasn't the oldest child who didn't have an example he's the youngest who sees it all and so he'd ask you know he'd grab a letter like a and he'd say what's this one and I'd say oh a like August you know and he'd know that's what his name is so then in a book when we'd read out loud to him he'd see an a he's like look a so he would see those letters and that wasn't from anything formal yeah. that he didn't lead. That was just all stuff that he was interested in. And so I answered that, you know, and I didn't sit there and ask him more. Mm-hmm. You know, we just gathered whatever we had and went as long as we could. And using those magnets in the sensory mm-hmm. bin and the sand, like you can, I remember we did the fishing, the magnetic fishing pole. Oh, yeah. And then whatever letter it, it attaches to and you bring it up, then you would say, ah, right. you know, or duh. Right. Yeah, and then, or you can give the name of the, the letter, however you want to do it. But that's a fun way for them too, yeah. to, to feel the letter, the activity right. and yeah. the sound. Super cool. And spray some lavender in there. Exactly. And, get a and, full. Yeah. yeah. A sense, multi-sensory experience. Yeah. So those are some free ideas for teaching letter recognition. So we love those questions. If you have a question, you can email us at mamahens at thecoophomeschool.com. Or you can visit our podcast page at the website, um, thecoophomeschool.com. All right. Well, that was really fun reflecting back. Thanks for uh, asking me those awesome questions. Yes, you're welcome. And, and, and listening to all my uh, thorough answers. I love it. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.